listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Well, a good evening to everybody out there in the wonderful world of podcasts. Hopefully you're listening in to us. This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And it feels like it's been forever since we've been, been in here forever, for sure. doing it, haven't it? Yeah, what do you yeah. think? What do you think? Yeah, it seems like it's been a while. Yeah, well, I'm glad we came back today, though. It's day after JP's birthday. Day after JP's happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday, Thanks, JP. Happy gentlemen. birthday. As, Thank you. As always, the co-host here, uh, Andreas Morris and uh, Jeff Paulus, JP, and uh, sitting in tonight, going to give us uh, his two cents worth uh, eventually. Some uh, serious insight. James Nielsen, yes. The, it's always uh, nice when you write the producer on. Yes, the yeah. producer. Two cents. So yeah. we're not actually going to go live to Facebook like... Uh, uh, we do sometimes. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah. there's a bit of an equipment thing going on there. So, uh, obviously, couple uh, a couple of changes, a couple of shifts within the... Uh, Is it an equipment thing or a producer thing? No, it's a, it's an equipment thing. Okay. Because yeah, the producer took his equipment. Because <laughs> one of the producer yeah, exactly. guys who was here is uh, no longer right. with oh. us. So, um, he took his gear with him and um, he went home. <laughs> kind of, kind of, so so it's kind of like the uh, Oklahoma owner. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, right. My, took I'm half gonna, his turf and left. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is spectacular. Uh, I do wish him all the best, though, because I think yeah. he's a fantastic guy. And uh, of course, so, yeah. I, I wish. Him are, we, all the best. are we allowed to throw his name uh, out there? Thomas. Yeah, yeah. Thomas Aranchetta. Tommy. Yeah. Tommy. We do wish all the best. Um, yeah. He's he's moved on from the club, and uh, yeah, well, it, he'll be missed. And he was uh, a fun guy to have around here when we st- first started Rabbit Radio, and Definitely. especially helping us out in some of the technical side of things, which was great. Yeah, um, super nice guy. Show the show today coming to you live from the first round. Sp- I guess it's not live. We're being recorded here in the first round uh, sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. It's going to be really raucous tonight. There's uh, a Blue Jays game going on in the background right now, and Wild lots card of- game. Yeah. Not just a game, a yeah, wild card game. It's the game. wild card game. So lots of noise, lots of sirens going to be going off during the broadcast. So if you hear stuff, well, don't Blue get Jays excited. Fan hope so anyway. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The Blue Jays fans will like it. So, uh, you know, just bear with us with, with the sound and, and the issues that are going to go on uh, uh, that way. Um, so... For the show tonight, we're going to talk a little EPL. We're going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, local Edmonton soccer and its transition from outdoor to indoor and how that affects players and coaches and staff members of I different teams you out it there. it affects you very poorly. My body <laughs> is killing me, man. I barely yeah, can sit on the stool. Honestly, I, that, that, that whole transition of going from... Surfaces that are a little bit more forgiving, grass and, and the turf surfaces, to that hardened, <laughs> solid floor and the indoor boarded the no, facilities. But, I mean, the concrete does have a carpet over it, in fairness. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. There is a, there is a cushy, slight cushion yeah. there. <laughs> it's full of um, spit and uh, whatever else, sweat. It and was, uh, it's, it's also the, uh, we're, we're now into the second week of FC Edmonton's Academy. So we'll talk a little bit about how the first week of Academy went. Uh, Jeff will let us know, uh, being the technical director, how um, how happy he was with the first week and how things went. Uh, and we'll discuss a little bit more about uh, FC Edmonton and the NASL and how it's going and whether the NASL is going to be a viable product in the future or not. So we'll talk a little bit about that and hopefully squash a few uh, thoughts out there from some people because it's it definitely is a viable product and will continue to be for years to come so uh let's start it off epl what are your what are your thoughts in regards to uh some of the epl action uh, that's been going on this past weekend in particular um you've, you've had some of the arsenal stuff going I'm on you're pretty happy right now it. just because uh jp is usually quick with the liverpool comment but it's tough to criticize arsenal when we're on tied on points here yeah. jp so i was uh, going to criticize okay arsenal okay yeah. okay we 
we pulled one out yeah. against Burnley at the last minute, but <laughs> I know. we'll take it. Now, you know I, what? Honestly, Dre, sorry, D, no, no, I'm dropping in here, but go ahead. I mean, I am who I am, so I'm gonna. I'm going to have a go at anybody about anything anyhow because it's just it's a sport for me. But um, I, I actually do like Arsenal. Yeah. And, and when I don't cheer for Liverpool, I would cheer for Arsenal because of Arsene Wenger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the way that they play, and that's, that's the style of manager that I am. That's the style of coach that I am, and it's, it's how I want our academy to play. And uh, so I do like Arsenal, but the fact that you like Arsenal makes me have to say what I say. Understood. So there you go. Understood. <laughs> Well, how things have been going in the in the league? I'll be honest with you, my computer is. I don't want to start farting around and uh, bringing stuff up like I normally would try and do. Everybody thought that I think Man City were going to be, uh, in, you know, the invincibles of of, uh, of this. And they started but they started off that Tottenham way. Tottenham fed yeah. them their lunch. Wow. That's yeah. unreal. They got fed something, yeah. that's for sure. I, uh, that was aggressive. Yeah, <laughs> it was a, it was a bit I don't tend to compliment Tottenham very much. <laughs> yeah. but they did us a favor. Yeah. You know? They were actually very good. I, you know what? What a game plan. And Pochettino, what a fantastic job he's done there. Yeah. Uh, yet every player committed, um, every player was committed defensively. They pressed the life out of Man City. And it's almost like maybe they picked up a little bit of what Celtic did. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they pressed the life out of Man City and gave no time on the ball. Flustered them, and um, I mean it's fantastic. They they were the better side. Yeah. They they look like the team to beat uh, on the season at the moment, based yeah. on that performance. Certainly, I mean obviously Arsenal and my team Liverpool were right up there. Yeah, and um, we haven't played them yet, so that'll no, be, that'll be obviously. To be no, we've played each other test. though, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. 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 Didn't start out really great, but we came back. <laughs> we made a game of it. Didn't uh, we? Come yeah, on, you did. Now. You did. Uh, yeah, I mean, the one team that we guess we don't have to talk about, which is a wonderful thing, is Man United. Yeah, we do not have no. to chat about yeah, that. Who? Man, who? Yeah, who? Man up. <laughs> so, well, you know, we talked about because um, we've we've talked in this podcast before just about uh, as as a fan of the game, certainly as a developing coach, how fantastic this year is going to be in the EPL because of the different styles of manager that we have our management, and we're seeing it. You're seeing Pochettino is just absolutely brilliant, Mm -hmm. and he's a student of Bilsa, who I'm trying to study right now because he's crazily brilliant. And uh, Pep Guardiola, what we've seen from Man City outside of that game, but then we've seen a manager come in and and take away what Pep has been able to do. Yeah. Right? So with his own style of play, uh, Jurgen Klopp is doing his thing. That's not changed, and they're Mm -hmm. aggressive, and they're going forward, and they're fun to watch. Uh, Arsenal's just... I mean, I'll throw it out there for you, Dre. But it's class. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they every time you watch them play, it's, it's a class performance. And, mm-hmm. and at the moment, it looks like they've fixed their back line issues at the moment. Yeah, yeah it does. It does. But, I, and, and, you know, with Arsenal, you never talk about, oh, is there going to be somebody else coming in? Obviously, they can't bring anybody in right now. But right. there's absolutely no talk of, yeah, this is guy that yeah. is going to come in for Arsenal, which I like about the team because then you, you, you get to you get to – you get to think that this guy's going to be around for a while, and right. they're not going to get. We're not just buying a championship, yeah. which which you get from a lot of the other managers. But I, right. I think it's just any player that comes into Arsenal's fold just buys into what Wenger does, and if they do, they're they're going to have success. You know, yeah. no, I agree. I agree. Well, that's uh, that's a good thing. I mean, uh, I want to see success. It's funny too because not only are the top end teams that we're used to hearing the Man Cities, the Liverpools, Arsenal's, Man United is well not super super happening, but uh, I, I think what's what's really good is is seeing some of the lower end or the bottom end sort of teams. Some of the games have been great. Like there was a Crystal Palace game that I watched the other day that right. was I, it was so entertaining. 
wasn't super great quality, but yeah. the the entertainment value was certainly there. Do you and think I, there's a huge drop between between your Man Cities, your Arsenal's, your Liverpool's? To, to your Watfords, your Crystal Palace, your Burnleys. Is there a huge drop? Is there a huge I, gap? I, I don't think um, it's... A, I don't see a huge gap, but where I see a disparity is is they tend to play down to the level of whoever they're playing, or, well, or they play or, at the or, level... Or a club like Burnley's going to try and stifle you just by... Well, they did to Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... They did to Liverpool, tried it against Arsenal. But, they, but that's what I'm saying. It, it, they'll step up for yeah. those games and, and and go, you know, all hog wild depth. for it. But I, I think it's depth. Yeah. I, I think the the top teams can, can roll players and rest players or put new players out, try different things. And I think that your top 11 of some of the lower uh, table teams is your top 11. And if, mm-hmm. you, if that 11 is not working, you're going to be hard-pressed to change things. No, I think you're 100% right there. I mean, you just look at Arsenal against Basel. They're, they're, they're starting Ospina in the Champions League, right. you know. That's depth. Yeah, we, that's right. And that's another thing, too. I know we're talking EPL, but we've had some Champions League games in between the last podcast and yeah. this. And I, 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 I feel horrible because I, I haven't followed it at all. I've just not just remembered that games were on. Because you hear it in the changing room all the time. Guys yeah. are like, let's oh, finish training. That's, let's that's the best game. way. You almost have to watch because if you're in the changing room, you don't know what you're talking about. But surely. Yeah, you yeah, exactly. Surely exactly. has other things to do. Uh, right. Surely. Yeah, he's busy. Surely. He's got surely. something no, to I, She's going to hear this. Too. She's going to hear this, and I'm going to hear about it later on. And, you know, yeah. she, she wasn't able to find it a while back, though. I, I just don't know what the deal is with Thank that there. Thank you very much. I have just been given the smallest pint of Guinness I've ever seen. <laughs> that's a Guinness? Come on, that's not Guinness. What is it? Is it Heineken? It's it's uh it's a Heineken. I said Guinness. Small I'm, looking at I'm looking at Heineken. yeah yeah. And that's um, uh, that's the other thing. I've stepped my game up on the beverage end. I, I'm usually having the Rattler. Which and now you're 2%. having a diet coke. Oh no, you're having a tall um, rum. I'm coke. having a tall spiced rum and coke. I love it, D Dub. D Dub. He's, he's going to be dancing in about half an hour. <laughs> we'll see how these segments start to flow or not flow. As they go. Um, we're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We'll talk a little bit more EPL uh, and uh, and then slip into the local Edmonton scene as far as soccer goes and its shift to the indoor. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back here, Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. Where are we? We're at the first round sports restaurant in downtown Edmonton. We were just talking about the EPL and a little bit of the EPL. I'm just going to give you the top four. It's Man City's number one, Tottenham's two, Arsenal's number three, and Liverpool's number four. Where's Man U? In the place I said Arsenal would end the season in sixth. Uh, and let's see. Uh, well, <laughs> How dare you? I know. That's what I said, though. Uh, we oh asked. We God. talked about Do predictions and stuff, record? and I threw oh it. Yeah, God. we got it on record. It's in one of the podcasts. I don't know which one. And then the uh, bottom four: Swansea City at seventeen, West Ham at eighteen, Stoke City at nineteen, and Sunderland is at the bottom. Sunderland's fought the bottom for a couple of years now, have they not? Yeah. They've, Sunderland's always at the bottom. Yeah. And they always manage to stay up at the, at the death, right at the death. Yeah. That's what I love about the promotion relegations. Yeah. Sorry, uh, the Blue Jays did something well there. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah. um, I, I love that about the promotion relegation scheme just because uh, it doesn't matter if your team is 
is uh, you know a perennial loser. There's always something to get excited about at the end of the year because you're going to yeah. get your relegation battles. I think that that basically you're leaving four or five teams in the middle of the table that meh, it's kind of lackadaisical. Everybody else has something to play for. Now, That's the, what I really that, like about that. I mean, I think we've even touched on this before, but there'll be no chance no. of a promotion relegation no. ever happening in North America. Well, I mean, that's. That, I, I think maybe if the USL uh, gets their Division Two sanctioning with the MLS's fingers in the USL now, you could see maybe something there happening. You the see White Caps it, honestly, the White Caps you too. see it in yeah. local football. Like every in our, city. In and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, all the leagues have That's promotion right. and relegation. Yeah, our league, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's gotta, there's got to be some way of As a matter of fact, of our, um, our head athletic therapist, Jose Jimenez, is about to get his team Good relegated. Show. <laughs> Good show. Yeah. About to get yeah. them. That's right. So, so once proud, I yeah. tell Canadians, yeah. have high Hired Jose Jimenez. Yeah. Jose? Yeah. How is that possible? That's right. So Jose will learn all about promotion yeah, relegation. I, I actually have I'm you know setting what? up a meeting with Gene Principe as we speak. I there believe he's the vice president of the yeah. club, and we're supposed to have a drink or something coming up here pretty quick. I'm not the bend his ear about it's, that. Honestly, Shocking. It, it, some of the talk yeah. that Jose has now is, is really based on training and coaching and what do you think of this and I know he keeps all his that, comments he keeps, he keeps yeah. that, doesn't he I, I as well? as I possibly can it's remind great. him that he got it's cut great. from my third division team <laughs> right. he was working with Tommy Amiobi one on one today so yeah, yeah. yeah he keeps asking me and I keep telling the opposite of what I would do <laughs> <laughs> who are you coaching oh, yeah do this <laughs> hey yeah. and, and something else James you had something uh, that came across the Twitterverse the last little while here what's what's oh, been going on just been talking about uh, Bradley being hired as the uh, new manager of Swansea. I was just wondering if uh, Jeff has a coach in North American soccer. If you can kind of explain the significance because that's all that's been uh, popping up over that the last couple huge, of days. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. My, yeah, I got to say, this. I think this is such an important thing for North American coaches and to be seen at that level, to, to get a position in the EPL. And with a club that's had some very good coaches in the last so many years, but they're doing so poorly. Is that a, is that a problem? I, no, I don't think so. I think what this uh, I think, well, I shouldn't say that because if, if he goes in and has, and it's an absolute, an absolute bomb, mare. yeah, then then okay, then it, it's maybe it sets coaching back here, or it keeps it keeps people sides of North American coaching where it's at. But if he goes in and, and does a decent job and, and keeps his position there and can stay in the EPL for a couple of years, opens I think this it does. It opens doors, it, it, but it puts a bit of a light on what happens in North America and that you can develop as a coach in North America. And, and the one thing I love about Barbara, I, I had to bring this up to check on it because I wasn't quite sure, although I, I thought, and it's true now, well, at least according to Wikipedia, he never played professionally. Mm. So, so I look at, I mean, obviously I look at that as a non-professional playing uh, coach myself. And I look at what this man has done. He played college soccer at Princeton, but then right after college soccer, his management uh, career started. And, and it's very similar. And, and I've never played professionally, played college, and that was it. So the fact that a man like that can jump into a position as a North American in the EPL with no professional playing experience... I think gives or I think it creates hope, and all those coaches out there putting hours and hours and hours of time into their own development. I think you see now, okay, you know it can't happen, and uh, he'll be the poster child for for people like me. Yeah. How, what kind of success has he had at the at his well then amateur levels of, of coaching? 
in, in uh, has it been beyond North America? Has he gone overseas before? I know he had the national team for a while. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty huge. Well, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just asking. Yeah, like, club I mean, level right has he here. Gone so yeah, I mean, obviously he went back and coached his own uh, Princeton, which okay. is uh, his own school, yeah. alma mater. But uh, obviously it's MLS time. He's been the U23 head coach, the United States national team coach. Um, he's been the Egyptian national team manager. Yes. So, yeah, Jimmy was waiting to chop that, eh? I stole your thunder. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Stole your thunder. Um, and then he's with uh, a club. I don't even want to pronounce it. Uh, and then he was with La, La Haye recently, and then now Swansea. So he has, he has had, he, I mean, he's had a good career. Yeah. As a manager, and the fact that he's so been he recognized, has, he has gone overseas as well. Yes, right? yeah. yeah. So again, it's uh, for for all those out there in Canada like me, and and you know, and there's a feeling. There's certainly a feeling amongst coaches, and and I think it's a legitimate feeling of disappointment sometimes, and that you don't get recognized by your merits simply because you're Canadian. Yeah. And especially if you're Canadian who hasn't played for our national team, yes. or it's not played professionally. Then it's a hard road, and uh, when you see something like this with Bob Bradley, fantastic. This is something I think we talked about. Uh, something I think we talked about as the Jace hit a home run or something. No, it's um, a double. Go ahead. Yeah, so, are we, get, are we getting that siren for doubles now? <laughs> We're getting um, it for everything: catches, doubles. Um, uh, my, my concern there is just looking at what you've got there in front of you, JP. Is the, the one and outs in recent years. I think we talked about, you know, you've got to give coaches some chance. Yeah. I know that yeah. when Colin no. Miller came into FC Edmonton, he, he, he laid out a five-year plan for, for Tom and Dave Fath. Um, and, 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 you know, to Colin's credit and to Tom and Dave Fath's credit, they've, they've seen that through now. This is his fourth year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. that, that kind of opportunity doesn't really get... Um, uh, awarded to to a lot of managers at big clubs overseas, or or even um, in our own league. Well, no, it's funny yeah, because especially it, our own league. Well, I mean, I t- I, I've got we've all got kind of ties now to the Whitecaps, and it's one degree or another. Most of their coaches last three years minimum. Uh, I have to say that I don't think I've seen a coach go beyond three years there in the time that I spent there. Or, Do you think that's enough? But, do you guys think that's enough? I, I, th- I think you have to show some kind of promise within that first. It's, it's like a business. Most businesses don't, when they start, it takes, takes two or three years to get the ball rolling. You can sort of see after year two, okay, this is, this is going to be successful or this isn't going to be successful. There's some hint. Usually that third year is a telltale to, okay, yeah, yeah, we're going this direction, we're going up, or we're going down, one of the two. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think by year three, that manager now has his people in place. Exactly. (laughs) Excuse me, whether it be on the pitch or in In the the staff, whatever. Exactly, exactly. Um, I think year three is when, okay, now if you aren't producing or, or showing that you have the potential to produce in year three, I think that's... That's probably a good time. I yeah. think so. Plus, in our league, and probably the MLS as well, I think, although they do two and twos, but certainly in the NESL, um, by your third year, you've been able to change your roster. Yeah. And you've been able to remove the players that weren't your players, so to speak, yeah. and, and bring in your players. Yeah. So, so I think that's important about the year three. Yeah. yeah. It it's definitely is, and that's something that's... Uh Something that's something we, we can continue to talk about. Wow. This, this, this ball game is uh, <laughs> something else. Something else. 
Um, Golazo. <laughs> no, no. You know, and, and uh, on that loud noise, we're going to take a break here. Uh, you're listening to Rabbit Radio. We're going to come back with some local football and some uh, some quality chat about uh, a local player who's made it big uh, in the MLS. We'll uh, be right back. Listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton. And we're back live, uh, Rabbit Radio here, uh, the official podcast of FC Edmonton in the first round sports restaurants. You got photo Bob here taking generic pictures of everybody. What are you, what are you doing that for? Taking pictures for the website so that, you know. What does that have to do with your question? With what? Your question. Ask us the question. Ask us. Oh, the Alfonso Davies. Oh, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Fire away. Fire away so Jeff can harpoon you. I was going to get Jeff's thoughts on uh, Alfonso Davies possibly being scouted by Manchester United Mm -hmm. as well as uh, other clubs. What's my name? That's awesome. Newcastle? No. Alfonso Daisy? Liverpool. Alfonso Daisy? Liverpool. Liverpool there. That's right. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Good, good well, for an Edmonton the boy kid, there. If the kid gets to make a choice, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, He's of course. Liverpool. Of course. Um, someone asked a question, actually, on uh, just on, on Twitter right now. You know, about five minutes ago, ten minutes ago, and they asked, uh, what would be better for Alfonso's development, to stay in the MLS or, or to move overseas to Europe? And I answered already on here, but I've said he should go to Europe. And... I think that players can develop playing in North America, certainly NASL and MLS, but I'm a big believer with our academy and, uh, and, and for clubs developing players that come into our academy that it should be the job, no matter what level you're at, I think it's our role, especially with young players, to push them to the highest level they can play at. And then that'll further accelerate their development. So if we believe this, and ourselves will send players to the White Caps residency program. We've sent four this past year, and we do that in partnership with them. We've got a good relationship with them, but we also want to push these players on. And we still have, you know, at the end of the day, they might still come back to us, play for our first team at some point. So it works for everybody, but in particular the player. Well, it's the same rationale. So if I'm saying that that I believe that the best youth uh, club players belong with FC Edmonton Academy, and I believe that it's our job to develop first-team players for us, which is another level. Or can we develop players to go overseas like uh, Amir Halalic has done? Um, then I believe that the MLS, for the young players, should also look to develop players to the highest level, which is Europe. Are you not is worried about... Sorry. No, you no go ahead. Go ahead, Are you James. not worried about him getting like, kind of lost in the shuffle as, as a young no, kid? Like, I don't know if that's the opposite for me, Jimmy. kind of thing. Yeah, it's, the, abs- it, it's the absolute opposite for me because what will happen over there... So, so here... Alfonso right now is getting minutes with their first team, and it's fantastic. And But it's also a problem that a 15-year-old is getting a majority of their minutes on their first team. It's an MLS team, and, and that's going to be rare. And, yeah, he's a special talent, but that's still a rare situation, and you don't see that very often anywhere in the world. Uh, and maybe that's kind of a testament to the Whitecaps situation at the moment, whether it's injuries, yeah. and we're also talking a team that hasn't made the playoffs. Yeah. So, um, But I, why I think it's the opposite when you go to Europe they might sign him, uh, but it could be a youth contract. It could be whatever. But if he's not getting minutes with their first team, which he won't, uh, he'll play on their, their development team, their U21 side, their U19 side, their U18 side. And those games will still be a lot better than playing in the U.S. Development League. Uh, a U18 or U19 um, uh, premier, premiership 
uh, academy game, it's still going to be a better opportunity, a better quality than him playing down at the USL. Mm-hmm. So if we're honest about the level of play that we have, if we're honest about what the USL is all about, yeah. then, yeah, our, our elite 15-year-olds should bypass that league and go into a U18, U19 program in Europe. I believe that. So, like, And, and I could actually see... Alfonso, with his skill level and the skill set that he has already, that he could play in an under twenty one scenario there, fairly easy, I would think. Um, Where in Europe? At what age? At the age he's at now, he could play under twenty one, I would think. Yeah, you know what? I think um, just I, ba- I based think on what we're seeing right now, no, what he's doing and creating yeah. in the MLS, his size, his yeah. physique, playing under yeah. twenty one, I don't think would be too much to ask for him. I think you could probably do that. I think we would see a different Alfonso Davies and one that wouldn't maybe capture our imagination like he is right now because I think he's going to find himself in an environment where there's going to be a lot of players like him yeah. that are at that level. So, But it'll push him to another level, and this is why I believe it's so important. If you're going to take an elite player, it's why, it's why we don't want our elite 16-year-olds just playing club soccer mm-hmm. because they're playing against opposition and they're playing against opponents that – at the end of the day, aren't the quality they are. No. There's not enough good teams around to give them opposition, to give them proper competition. For sure. So you need to separate the elite players and put them in a higher environment where the elite train with the elite. Now, can you imagine taking someone with the ability of Alfonso Davies and putting him in an environment with other players close to his age that are at his level or maybe some higher? And, and not to say he's not getting that with the MLS yeah, team right yeah. now. He is with the Whitecaps' first team. Yeah. He is getting fantastic training by fantastic coaches in a fantastic environment. Mm-hmm. But he's still 15, 16. Will he be a starter next year on the MLS team? I don't know. Uh, who knows? The, who knows? Uh, I mean, we, we're all talking from his perspective on this, right? Like, yeah, the best thing for Alfonso is probably to go to Europe. And you're right, develop with the, with the age groups that he should be developing with in an environment where all, they're all elite players at that age in Europe, especially with a club like Manchester United that they're rumoring that he could be signing for. But from the Whitecaps' point of view, are they smart to let him go? Would they be smart to let him go? You know what? I think that's, uh, number one, I guess it all determines, it's all determined on a package that would be offered for him. But this is a normal thing anywhere in the world. I mean, yeah. Wayne Rooney was sold from Everton to Manchester United, and the rest is history. So this is a normal yeah, but this occurrence. Is, this the best is far players. different. This is a this is a still a in my mind a growing league. It hasn't reached its peak. I That's don't right. think the MLS has. Yeah. To to be able to develop a kid like, and I say that in quotation marks because other people have had a hand in developing Alfonso, including himself, as right. we said off, off air. But uh, it, it, shouldn't the Whitecaps then try and? keep him at this age and keep on developing him and make him a superstar at the MLS level, uh, wouldn't yeah. that benefit the league? Could well, I? I think, yeah, you know what? There's arguments to both sides. So I'm not saying certainly that, that my side is right or wrong or anything like that, but you also take a risk. So right now, you, you have a young 15-year-old that's turning heads and, you know, and turning heads of people everywhere, obviously, because Manchester's here watching him play. Um, so, so you have a, a, a young player that at a moment in his, in his development has hit a peak here and, and it's being recognized. What if there's a slowdown? Because we all had the same thoughts about Maurice Adu many years ago. When he was a 15-year-old phenom, we all had the same. And Maurice Adu now I can get minutes. I think he got sped along a lot faster than what we're talking about with No, with but, but, but he came with the same hope and he came with the same hype. Sorry, he came with the same hype. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about Alfonso. Alfonso has more to him 100% than Maurice did at that same age. I, I, I believe that. However, though, 
we all thought, uh, or Americans all thought, Maurice Adu would be would be. Um, oh, this place they is are loving the Jays here. Sorry, sorry, yeah, they're loving there, the Jays the, here. But this is uh, so, quite the quite yeah. the extraordinary thing. Go on. It's good though. It's it's my it city. Fantastic. So, but my point is, every American felt the same about Maurice Adu, and they kept him, and and what's happened to him. So I guess you run the risk of, for, for every Alfonso Davies that's going to become a superstar, there's also going to be the Alfonso Davies that become a good player yeah. and stay as a good player. I guess that's the yeah. thing about being a 15-year-old. You've got so many years to grow. So many years you to grow. You know what? I really like the way Seattle worked with Yedlin. Um, their right back at the time. Because he was a younger player as well. I think he was older than, than Davies is. Um, but was he 19 when, it, when he first started there or 18? It was right out of college, though, wasn't it? Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, anyways, yeah. But he was quite, quite, quite a good player. And uh, the people, the English teams were interested in him as well. And they kept saying no because he wasn't ready to go over. Um, so he stayed two years with Seattle before making the jump to the Premier League. Yeah. And, and he's played quite regularly when he was there. Um, I think he's back with Seattle now, though. I think. Right. Um, but yeah. But I, if a team, uh, if a team sells a young player now, if, if you can sell Alfonso Davies from the MLS into into the most watched professional league on the planet, yeah. Right. So arguably one of the best for sure. Um, if you can do that, that brings with it a bit of legitimacy to what's happening in North American football as well, mm-hmm. and to the MLS. So when they when they brought in, I, I wish I could remember his name right now, but he was uh, an ex Arsenal man, I believe, that came in and, and worked with the MLS for a while, and um, he said that until the MLS develops its academies to the point where they're they're uh, creating their own players, developing their own players to their own programs, it'll never reach an elite status league. Yeah. Well, here we're seeing an example where they've taken a player uh, who has natural ability and was born with some gifts. And they've worked on that, and they've excelled that progression in him. And they've brought out the natural talents now into some extra developed ones. So if they can move it off Fonzo Davies, if he can go there, and if he can continue this growth, and we can see this kid coming off the bench for Manchester at 18 years old in a couple of years, wow. are we going to start to see the, legit- the legitimacy of the MLS academies? Because if that happens, that could be the thing that turns things over here. That could be the things that, okay, wait a sec, we've just made so much money on this kid. This might now start to generate more interest in some of the MLS academies that don't take, or MLS programs that don't take their academies seriously. Well, he's only been in the Whitecaps uh, you know, for a year, uh, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. how, I, I, I'm not disagreeing that yeah. he, they've sparked him into this new beast I, of a player. I, I think it goes is, down but. to what Jeff said right off the bat. It, there's a special talent yeah. uh, within the, the, the player himself. Like, honestly... You, no one, no one can claim development of this kid. It's just a natural talent that he has, uh, and he's just making the most of it right now. So I, I think, uh, I just think it's something that he'll, you know, continue to grow and and, mm. and it, 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 obviously learning more stuff as he's going yeah. along. But more out of uh, out of his youthfulness and his age, he needs to see more. He needs to go through more scenarios, and the higher the level he goes through it at. Uh, just there's going to be no end to his ability to to grow within the game. Yeah, I I think that if you're if you're using your head, yeah, if you're Alfonso Davies and you're using your head, the best move is to absolutely go to Europe and and sign what you can sign there because who the heck knows what's going to happen four years down the road? You're only 19 at that point. Anything can happen. I think Anything I, could happen. He could 
you know, level out and, and, and not become this phenom. He could yeah. get injured. He could well, I mean, and that's what happened. And a, and a yeah. girl convinces him yeah. to stay, whatever. That, that's, what ha- that's what happened to Adu. He got injured, theory. right? He, he got injured younger and then was recouping from injuries and then trying to come back too early. And So yeah. make, make hay while you can, I guess, is, is, is I mean, for him, would, would not be the best case for him. I, I, I mean, we're not talking tough. about him going yeah. to... Uh, you know, Podunk United. No, no, no. Of course, we're talking about yeah, Manchester. We're talking Manchester, yeah. and that's United. my point. Yeah. And that's my point. So, where where will he realize his highest potential at the highest level? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all I'm saying. I, yeah. Do I think Alfonso Davies can still develop with the Whitecaps? Hundred percent. Yes. Sure, he could. Hundred percent. And I think, and again, I've said this before. I, I do believe that they are doing a good job in their academy. Uh, I think USL is a great step for for them to have. But do we want Alfonso Davies developing in the USL? I've watched the USL. And I would suggest no. Yeah. I we think don't Alfonso want him to Davies could be a lone target for a club like FC Edmonton, you know, if he stays with the Whitecaps. <laughs> well, you look at how he's played this year. Why not? Why not? But, yeah, so anyhow, I mean, it's, it's a fantastic question. It's what do we do here? We're, so, we're still so new in, in professional academies in North America when we have a chance to maybe push a kid on uh, that's come out of an academy system. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I think it builds the game. You know, and I, I just, I mean, going back to the academies and just seeing the growth over the last few years in regards to uh, academies, you know, Ottawa's, ours, TFC, Montreal's, Vancouver's. Ottawa's ex-academy, you mean? Ex-academy, that's they, right. They decided to drop theirs. Oh. Yeah, well done, gentlemen. Well done. Wow. Well, it's, 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 it's insane. That, I mean, that, that's an academy that has some history behind it, too. Yeah, sense. for sure. I mean, I, I remember working with the W League Vancouver Whitecaps women's team and going to a final. Uh, the, our first final was in Ottawa uh, or hosted by Ottawa. And, and the teams they had within their academy was oh, yeah. unbelievable. And they were always going to the youth championships. All the time. Yeah, I feel for John Pugh, i got to say, because he's committed so much to the Ottawa Fury program for so long. The, the women's program that they've had. Their academy, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I wanted to guess their academy's been around at least as long as the Whitecaps, maybe longer. Oh, I would say so for sure. In fact, yeah. I would probably say longer. Yeah. It was just in the developmental stage, right. the Whitecaps And won. it wasn't a pro club at the time, Ottawa Fury. No. But that academy was fantastic. Yeah, it was extremely yeah. well run, good coaches. Shame. Yeah, it's a shame. Lots of teams for sure. Um, we're going to move on here. Uh, since we were just talking about Alfonso, uh, an Edmonton City boy, we will move on to what's going on with teams now making the shift from the outdoor season to the indoor season. And, uh, Dre, you alluded to it earlier. My bones are aching. The My bo- joints are done. Bones Game are two. aching. So... Uh, I still, since I've been here, this is, for me, I still have a rough, rough time with the indoor season that they have here. Um, Fitness level is obviously different. Again, we've talked about this before where it's more of a hockey mentality, although you're kicking a ball, which is good. Mm -hmm. Does everything stay the same development-wise? Does everything stay the same? I think what Alberta has done is, is, is created a league or an environment for your average Joe to go and have a kick around. There are tons of teams. Anybody could find a team that will fit their level of play. You go out once a week. Maybe you have a training session, so maybe you're out there twice a week, and you just you, you pat yourself on the back for doing some exercise that week. Mm-hmm. I don't think the indoor and – it's, and it's been very successful. I of mean, course. Someone, someone told of me course. the other day that enrollment for EDSA is higher – for indoor than it is for outdoor, which is incredible for me. I don't understand that, but 
those centers are packed. I, I, I play on Friday nights in a Masters League. It's a night out for everybody. It's, mm-hmm. That's where they go for their night out. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's more of a social thing, I think, than, than focused on developing your, your, or a place for your elite athlete to go and hone their skills in the winter. That's not where they should be going. That's not what they should be doing. You should okay. be going there to have fun, have a couple beers after. Uh, and get home safely. Okay, so the, so then that leads me to the next point, which would be, what do you do with these elite athletes? Can we start something? Can we start demanding a better facility, another facility? I know we've done the facility thing a bunch of times. I think times, we need to do it again. That's exactly what we need for right. these elite uh, So athletes. a full-size field, 100%. indoor, covered. You need, you those need elite multiple athletes. ones, but start with one. Wasn't yeah. one coming down the it. pipeline, though, that they just announced that What's they're that? looking into it? Who? Indoor facility? City. Where? The Who? city. Really? It's all over Global. When really? was that? Yeah, that they were looking into the proposal for a new indoor because of the reasons that you said that there's... But are they talking about a new indoor that's just like their current indoors? Yeah, or are they talking about a new indoor where it's a full-size pitch? Yeah, I'm not sure if they're talking full-size. I think I heard that they were talking about doing another one of these hockey rink-type oh, deals. See, now, I, yeah, I thought I heard something about that as well. They can they just, it's a license to print money for yeah. them. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, they're, they're always pulling stuff like that. And, and, yeah. and if they're not, I, I mean, if it's not wintertime, it's summertime, and they got ball hockey going on. In yeah, That's exactly. Sure. So they're turning these things over like mad. I, I would build 20 more if I were. They are, you know, because obviously we've got organizations that are promoting indoor uh, Saki, and <laughs> that, that, uh, that's actually that, a perfect term. It's a perfect huh? term for yeah. Saki. No, Rob Gale did. He just tweeted me. And, uh, that's well done, Gailey. That, that's uh, all credit to Gailey for that. And he's seeking royalties if you steal it. <laughs> so, but um, so some some are of course. Oh yeah, this is great. It's good for the game. It's uh, you know one organization that believes that this is a better game than futsal. Um, I can't even address that comment. It's not even worth addressing that comment, so I'll leave that alone. Um, you've got another organization that makes a ton of money off that because you hit the nail on the head. It's a social event because every indoor center, right in the middle of it, has a bar. And this is why numbers are up in indoor because you can play your game of sake and they go upstairs and have a pint or yeah. two or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Yeah. That's why that the numbers are up. It's, it's a Friday yeah. night out. It's a Saturday night out. It's Much like casual do. ice yeah. hockey was. And yeah. That's yeah. right. You can take your kid there yeah. um, at, to watch recreational soccer and not really watch your kid because they've got a bar. Yeah. So what a great place to go and watch your kid play. <laughs> oh, but honestly, it's, um, we've talked about this a lot. And is there development opportunities within that game? Certainly. If the game is played correctly, I've always thought out a player. At least at the Division One level, the Tier 1 players, add an extra player. Make it instead of five plus a keeper. Oh, oh. the suck here. No. So, wow. Typical Did Toronto you see fan throwing a water bottle. Toronto fan, there was a guy running back yeah. for a fly ball towards the wall. And some fan threw a bottle of water uh, or a, a cup of something at him. Right on. Just before he caught the... Uh, Someone's getting tossed. Someone's, Someone's getting, getting tossed bounced. for sure. Don't, don't mess with the Jays. Don't mess with the Jays. Sure, sorry. Trontonians. Sorry, we cut, we cut you off there. So, yeah, where was it going? Oh, so the indoor game. Because yeah. we talk about can you develop with that game. Exactly. And, I mean, you play more sake than you play 11v11 in this province, mm-hmm. right? Because of our climate. And the time, yeah. So... Okay, so, yeah, we know it's not the best game for player development, the way it stands, because you've got a power play, and they've basically taken hockey, and they put a soccer ball there. So get rid of that. Treat it as, as mini soccer instead of treating it as uh, hockey. 
mm-hmm. which is what they've done. So no power plays, no penalty killing, yellow cards and red cards, and that's so the way it is. Or adopt kind of the futsal maybe rules, yeah, as far as carding goes. But um, if you made that game for the elite player, like for the Division One players at least, six plus a keeper. Again, get rid of the hockey uh, analogies. And make it. Then you could have two defenders, three across the midfield, one up top. And now you're mimicking some football patterns of play. You're mimicking some combinations that would happen in the real pitch. And now is it possible in these centers to negate the boards in some fashion? Uh, uh, no. I, don't, I, I mean, I, I think the way they've constructed it is, 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 is that the boards, I think... Are essential for at least in those centers. I mean, I guess you could reconfigure they the try. whole. No, I don't mean. I don't. Yeah, I don't I mean like take it apart. No. But I, but I mean as far as the rules of yeah. the game the go. Oh, I see. take the board I aspect way of back it out when, of it. The, the first time I ever played in an indoor facility was in Calgary, believe it or not, yeah. and I was just filling in for my buddy's little kids and we were maybe eight years old, right? And I remember that if the ball hit the boards, it was a kick in. It wasn't a... See, now that that for me is more futsal and and that for me is a better development as far as your foot skills go. I yeah, mean, and, but I, I, I'm, I'm on board with what JP is saying here that, like, for your elite players, that should maybe you can change it so you eliminate the boards and you start treating it like an actual soccer game. Yeah. But for everybody else, who cares? Yeah. Let them play hockey. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's fine. I, I think it, it's well, exercise, it's a good time. Absolutely. It's I great think, for adults. I think if the city actually built a full size indoor facility for soccer, uh, I think you'd see those elite kids. You could actually have an elite winter league that yeah. ran. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I think you'd find a lot of people would want to be interested in playing in that. Totally agree. I, you I, I think, and then you'd then you'd find the senior men's and some senior women's groups I that think, would want to do it as well. Yeah. So I, I really think that's uh, it's it's something that would be extremely feasible. So do you think the city now that no. they've got a business of 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 making these hockey rinks, socky socky pitches, as as Rob Gale coined it? Uh, I, I don't think they're... No, it's uh, too much money. Yeah, well, why would they bother making one indoor full-size facility that a bunch of teams can use, but only one te- two teams at a time uh, compared, to, compared I, to... I, I think you just... It just they, they're they're to, absolutely cramming these centers. I well, mean, what I'm saying, though, is that there's got to be midnight. another center. Like, there's got to be another area within Edmonton or its outlying areas that needs a new community center slash rink slash, you know, those big things like at Clairview or, yeah, yeah. or yeah. Out the Millennium out in uh, Sherwood yeah. Park, you know. That, there's got to be another one of those that needs to be built within the city. Well, why not just adjust it so one of the soccer fields is domed or covered yeah, that you make? The issue that, as soon as we put the city involved, I mean, it's, it's Canada. And at the end of the day in Canada, when it comes to team sports in Canada, the word elite is a horrendous word. I mean, Gaffer says it all the time. Elite's a bad word in Canada, and, but that's the reality. Yeah. We don't, this country, for the most part, uh, struggles with dealing with the elite athlete. Because everything here, especially when it's city dollars, which is taxpayer dollars, has to encompass everybody. Mm. And, and cities, a city is never going to build a facility only for elite players. So if this is the idea is 100% spot on, we need yeah. something for the elite player. Mm-hmm. This has to be privately driven. This has to be elite club driven um, with maybe some government money or subsidies, certainly, or land. Yeah, because it's not just going to be used by that. No, group. it'll still yeah. be used by others. Exactly. But, but the city is never going to build elite soccer areas mm-hmm. just for our, right. like the 20 kids in our U16 program, as an example. Right. 
that and won't I'm happen. Not so, so sure how do they, they make should, it work? To and be they should. No, they shouldn't. And, and, I, and the nice thing is, I don't think anyone in the soccer community has ever asked for that. We're asking for proper facilities. We're asking for the same type of investment in our facilities as we see in the other sports. Uh, I think that's all we've ever asked for. And I think and, that's, and not very loudly. Well, I mean, and <laughs> Unfortunately. I, I honestly don't think that's a that's a tall ask because it's not just for no. one group. It's for everybody still, yeah. and and it's uh, I think it's needed anyway. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have uh, we'll have a little bit of a discussion on the NASL and some of the shifts and moves that have happened there, and we'll try and quell the thought process behind people thinking there's an issue with the NASL. Uh, This is Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, and we'll be right back. podcast of FC Edmonton. You're listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton, coming to you uh, from the First Round Sports Restaurant in downtown Edmonton, where there's a very raucous Toronto Blue Jays game going on in the background. It is for... Well, it's the it's the what is it called? Wild it's the, card. It's the wild card. That's it. Wild card game, and uh, it's quite the barn burner. Lots of screams and hoots coming from the crowd here. Um, we're going to get into talking about the NASL first up on the agenda of the NASL. Um, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, sort of things started getting a little out of hand. There was a Sports Illustrated article claiming a bunch of teams were leaving the league, and that led to. A bunch of speculation that the league was, you know, uh, slowly but surely going to crumble and uh, no longer be in existence. But uh, the league actually put out a statement. I'm going to read the entire statement here, so bear with me, kids. Um, North American Soccer League, the NASL, and its member owners are passionate about the growth of soccer in North America and their actions and level of investment the past several years prove that commitment. In recent weeks, the league has been working through an important period in its evolution. The league's dedicated owners remain undaunted in the challenge to reach their long-term goals and are in the midst of a series of meetings and discussions to ensure that the 2017 season lays the groundwork for an exciting future. Um, the board members or the board remains as committed as ever to its strategy and looks forward to adding a number of new partners who share their vision for building a world class league. The NSL has also looks forward to working closely with U.S. soccer and other professional leagues to grow and develop the game at all levels in North America. So obviously they're trying to quell any thoughts that the league was falling apart. Gentlemen, thoughts? I think they could have done a better job with that statement, to be honest. Um, I think they could have put minds even more to at ease than, than that. They're not really telling you all together too much there. Um, all I can say is that, you know, we just came from both Carolina and Jacksonville and neither groups gave us any indication that they were done. No, uh, that Jacksonville was, one of the- was, in fact, saying how they've progressed and how they're in the yeah. best possible position they've been 
so far. I mean, obviously they hope to continue to grow and get better at what they do. But yeah. we, I mean, we didn't get any impression that there none, was anything wrong. None whatsoever. We sat down with the uh, the staff of uh, Jacksonville after the match and had uh, had a bit of a beverage with them, and and they were all gung ho talking about next season, what they were going to do, thoughts on players, and you know, and then wishing us the best as far as the league goes. And it, it was, doesn't seem like anything came from no. these board of governor meetings either. At least not what we've been able to gather from our ownership. No, group. E- everything sounded really positive from what I've heard, and uh, you know, the, the the feedback that we've gotten back from our own ownership group uh, has been positive as well so far. So. Um, we're around to stay, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I mean, even if you drop a couple teams, there's teams that want to come in. There's a story that came out a couple days after that SI.com story um, that um, I think it was uh, Philadelphia's got a team that's looking to come into the NASL. We, we, we already know that the San Francisco Deltas are coming in next year. Yeah. So, yeah, okay, you're going to drop a couple by the wayside, but hopefully that the new groups coming in have a really s- solid ownership uh, behind them. And, yeah. uh, I mean, and that's, uh, that's grow this there league, was also, a good league. Yeah, for sure. There was also a whisper that some of the professional USL teams um, were looking to make the shift to the better league. or to, I shouldn't say the better league, the, the bigger league. Uh, as far as the NASL goes, the a, a better standard maybe as far as play goes. I mean, it's a kids' league, the USL, basically right now, isn't it? Yeah, you know what? I mean, it's it's really, yeah, it's a reserve league. Yeah, it's a reserve, and I think if if US soccer, there's talks about USL wanting Division Two status, and we've got Division Two. We've just dropped. Apparently, the NASL's just dropped this lawsuit for Division One status uh, against the USSF, which makes sense because you don't get anywhere by. Alienating your association. No, so of course not. That makes a lot of sense. But I, I think if if U.S. soccer wants to mimic what's happening overseas a little bit and wants to get it right at our levels, uh, keeping in mind we don't have or not going to have promotion relegation anytime soon. Yeah. Have a strong Division One, which they have MLS. Great. Yeah. Have a strong Division Two. Take the current uh, NASL teams that that are in our league right now. Add the top independent USL teams. Like your Sacramento's, your Cincinnati's, Rochester's, Rochester's. So add your top leagues from that league into ours, yeah. and they become part of this growing and strong uh, Division Two level. And then Division Three becomes an MLS Reserve League, only for MLS Reserve teams. And that's and that's, I think, in the best interest of the MLS. Yeah, I think so too. Because now you're seeing your 16 to 21 year old elite players playing, some senior players coming off injury. And you can treat that like a league, like almost like they have, in, you know, in Spain or in Germany, some of the other countries that have like their teams playing in the lower eight, in the lower divisions. Yeah. Make it more like that. I think North American soccer would flourish in that environment mm-hmm. instead of us in the USL fighting for teams and yeah. cities and locations. Just do the right thing for the sport. And yeah. I think the, it, it, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, you get the operating costs down at the USL or at a lower level as well, so that's not burdening the teams that are. Like the MLS, or that's right. They can't run a MLS yeah. team and then run a multi-million yeah. dollar development team as well below them. And yeah. speaking selfish, selfishly here, I think that um, the 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 travel costs could come down drastically in that case because then you can look at having regional conferences for sure. Right? I just saw a headline before we got here. An LA Times did a story on the Galaxy and their travel woes. Well, right. welcome to our world. At least you guys have Portland and and, and uh, San Jose and, yeah. and the other LA team. That's kind of, you know, I mean, they they have no idea what travel is. Come to Edmonton and find yeah. out what it's like yeah. for the NASL. So for us, getting a West Coast team here, or, uh, you know, even a, 
yeah, you know, a central team, you know, it, it would make yeah. life so much easier. So much for easier. Us. Yeah, yeah. So much easier. I mean, in fairness, LA has to get what? Se- I think they've got 17 DPs on their roster. Yeah, or that, something that like that. So they all, must be rough. Yeah, they all in the first <laughs> class, and there's only so many of those on their flights. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a poor club. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't read the article to be fair, but uh, yeah. you know what? I think what was in the article is, is they talked about a need for um, uh, teams to be chartered. They did talk about that that mm-hmm. MLS should be chartered, and uh, and I think one of the discussion points was was getting together with all the MLS owners and discussing uh, some sort of do a deal with, deal somebody with somebody. I think that's to a do a charter idea. for all their teams, which makes because travel does in North America. We see it when when uh, UK based players come here and they first start oh, playing, sure. whether it's our league or the MLS. That, that transition is they huge struggle. For them. They don't they understand how difficult the travel is in North yeah. America. Yeah, I mean, I, I get to book it. Every year, and, yeah. and in, there's no way you're pleasing everybody. No. Some guys hate you leaving. You do at, not please no, me. No, I don't ever. please JP ever. Some <laughs> guys don't like being at the airport at 4 in the morning. Some guys don't mind it, you know. It's, it, but that, that's, that's, the that's the dark nature of the side of having a professional team in Edmonton is that you are <laughs> there's not too many airlines that come yeah. here. Uh, you know, you, you've got to, you're definitely connecting yeah. almost 90% of the time. You're connecting somewhere, and mm-hmm. then you're at the mercy of, well, the connecting flight. We have to leave early enough to get to there. It's just it's a nightmare. It really is. Yeah. And I, I've, I've investigated the potential for charter companies for FC Edmonton, and they're just we're – not, we're not even in the same ballpark when it comes mm-hmm. to costs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you'd think that, like, a lot of these smaller jets just fly up north, and they're actually – their downtime is on weekends, so really it would be perfect. But they just – just the price of jet fuel alone is not going to allow them to come down to a low enough price point. So I sense, think wh- yeah. whoever just said it, it might have been in this LA Times article, getting a league-wide partnership for something like that would be massive. That and I understand huge. that, of course, when we have four teams in, in Florida, they don't need a charter. No. Uh, it's more bus. for ourselves yeah, and exactly. really ourselves yeah. that would need it. But so. It's not going to happen in the NASL. It might have to be a, a Tom Fath thing, but but we're not even close. No, not even close. And 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 sort of the swinging that all back to the initial uh, topic uh, or the, the, the initial start of the conversation in regards to the league. It's sound. It's moving forward. Yeah. Everyone who owns the all team seem happy. Are, yeah. yeah. All indications. Uh, and now we'll shift into an area where Jeff and I both have to buy beverages for. Our friend uh, <laughs> Andreas this, this week. weeks in a row here. Guys. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks you've Get won. Get out of here. JP won. No, you've won two. JP won one, and then Lucky I... Lucky for me, I have all the pages well, right here. There you go. So to, before you get into that, okay. let's get into the NASL <laughs> wrap-up here that we've got. And we'll start with the week that was. And then... Uh, and then we can talk about uh, your your victorious uh, ways there. Um, so the games last week were uh, we're, we're all we're, we're all racing to our phones to to try and uh, try and look at pictures of the gaffer. Um, but we, we were all uh, racing to our phones to. Yeah. Uh, all right, here you go. Okay, fire away. Yeah. So are we get into the midweek games. I guess we played, yeah, we, right. Yeah, we okay, did. We go all the way back to uh, the twenty eighth of September then. And it was uh, Jacksonville and us, uh, Drew Blanks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no comment I, I coming thought, there? Uh, no, I thought, I thought we, we started out that game really well, personally. Um, and I think that 
that Jacksonville played us very well. I don't think there were that many chances for either side. If there were chances, they were from far out. Mm-hmm. I think if we had been a little bit better on our free kicks, it would have been a bit of a different story. I thought we had some good chances on our on our set pieces, and we skied them. Didn't it, didn't it actually start with the Wednesday game against Carolina? Well, uh, that, that, are we that far back? Well, no, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. Well, let's start. I'm just thinking of my own head. You were on, you were on that trip, D.W. <laughs> I, I know. I know. You know what? You know what's? No, I'm no. telling you, the whole issue here is the uh, spiced rum. On. The spiced rum is what it is. The grapefruit. Is that the issue? The grapefruit beer is no well, longer here. There. <laughs> okay. Get the man around. I'm cut off. So go ahead, Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was that was uh, that was a strikeout, obviously. But, yes. uh, that was my thoughts on that game. I didn't think that. Um, I, 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 I really thought that we we played well in that game and were unlucky not to come. Over. Not that we had a lot of scoring opportunities, mm-hmm. but um, I, honestly, I guess nil nil was probably an appropriate scoreline in that game. I thought both teams played. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good game. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was. It was I, thought, game. I thought it was an entertaining game. I thought once uh, once we got into that last fifteen twenty minutes, we really started to uh, come into our own. And I think had we, it's tough because it was just so many games we've played in the last couple of weeks here. Um, that 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 was a very tough one. I thought we were coming to our own. Maybe five more minutes. Yeah, on the clock, we might have been able to do. Uh, I complete. think you got to give Armada some credit. I think that, that they get that yeah, coaching they, staff yeah. solidified. They're going to be a good team next year. Yeah, I think so. I think they were very complimentary of uh, of our lads too, and and the way uh, the game was played. Uh, it was a big love in, eh? There was. They actually just named him as their, they've taken away the interim tag. There you go. So I there think that's you go. Really good today. He's now the full on head coach. He that's great. Coach. Good for yeah, him, man. Manager, good man. for him. Yeah. Uh, next up. Uh, next up is Cosmos beating Carolina 2 0. I think that uh, that was Bounce something back we'd after expected. That indie debacle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two late there. goals, too, aren't they? Yeah, two there were two late goals. goals. Okay. I remember. They're, they're yeah. not the best traveling team. No. New York. Yeah. No. And, and they've got, what, three out of four on the road to finish off the yes. season here? I think. Yes, they're road they? games. Yeah. Yes. Some tough teams, yes. too, like Miami. Oh, I think totally. Miami might be their home game, but, but they've got to play Miami and Minnesota still. Yeah. 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 Um, not to mention Ottawa and I believe Jacksonville. Ottawa can be tough away. Ottawa can surprise you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Let's yeah. hope that's the case. Yeah. Next up, Puerto Rico two, Fort Lauderdale one. That was, uh, I, I, it was just one of those things. We actually heard you say that, you know. <laughs> it's okay. <I've> got, <laughs> the headphones don't tell lies. Um, but yeah, we, I, I think that was not necessarily an expected, um, no. a, expected venture, but uh, one that uh, proves beneficial for us yeah. in the long first run. Definitely. Road win ever, Definitely. wasn't it? Or was their second? That was. Their, I think that was their first road win. I think so. Puerto Rico's first yeah. road. Yeah, and then, then the, this past weekend they won again, did yeah. they not? Yeah, so that I think they've won three in a row now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but so next um, up? Next up is Miami 2, Ottawa 1. A 94th minute winner or something like that. Yeah, it was, a, right. it was yeah. a draw right Just up like to ours. the death. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Just like ours, yeah. I, yeah. It's an unfortunate, I mean, that would have been massive for us. I, that, would have been, that would have been, I think, lights out for Miami. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore must have just won. No, Baltimore just no, Baltimore must have won. <laughs> All right, on. So now we come down to the bottom, bottom of, of the ninth. ninth. It's tied 2-2 in this, yeah, this wonderful baseball mental. game. Yeah, yeah, we'll go mental. We've got to wrap, this, wrap, up. This, we wrap up. this up. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, well, it's then uh, Carolina 1. No, sorry, yeah. Carolina 1. Uh, Rayo 1. Yeah, yeah so. we'll just move on. Yes. Oh, no, that was last week. No, wait a second here. Sorry, Miami, Ottawa got that. 
Tampa, yeah, that was this past weekend. Tampa won, Miami won on Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's, I mean, that's Tampa won, Miami won. That's, I think, what you'd expect out of that game. Great result for us. It was a yeah. great result for us. For yeah. sure. For yeah. sure. Saturday was a great day because then yeah. Minnesota lost to Jacksonville. That was huge. Yeah, massive. that's massive. Yeah. Because they're definitely God, Minnesota the have to Minnesota. be sweating right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're in trouble. Tampa's... Uh, Tampa Tampa's can pass t- them if they win their game. Because they're, they're tied. But yeah. Tampa has to play us first. So yeah, There's no yeah. chance. Um, okay, that was on the Saturday. Then on the Sunday, it was Puerto Rico winning again on the road over Ottawa Fury 2-1. That was their second one. Yeah. Second road win. Um, of course, our game against Indy. Comments? Fantastic. Thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe I, yeah. most exciting. I thought New York was pretty exciting at home, but... Maybe the indie one. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Sure. Especially the movement and yeah, the, that final play. From Daryl. From, like, from even further back where it starts, yeah. we win the ball, and then it's a quick transition out wide to Daryl for a little flick back inside yeah. to Sean. And I think it was 30 just seconds before that I said, well, that was our last chance. Yeah. And then that happened. I yeah. Was, I was sitting in the booth with a couple guys that weren't in the lineup, Nick and, uh, and Nathan. Uh, that booth will never be the same. Uh, <laughs> but it was a fantastic finish by Fisk at Absolutely. the end. You know, to be to be that composed, and I have watched that yeah. highlight of his goal or him scoring. And I, I swear to God, the indie guy's foot was like inches, like oh, less. And less than an inch yeah. away from touching that away. Yes, because yeah. uh, he did take time to compose himself. Before he then, struck the yeah. ball, as he struck it, it looked like the indie guy was going to get the block in, and, and didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and even same with the pass across, just behind, just behind, yeah, reaching, reaching, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean, excitement level. I, you know, hopefully everybody caught it on TV. I, I know the whatever it was, two thousand folks in the stands had their money's worth, and it was it ended up being a beautiful day. Too. Yeah, it, it turned out to be a very nice day. Uh, it was we were at training today, and it was ice cold with the kiddies this afternoon with oh the academy. My, yeah, it, it was, was so cold. It was freezing. Uh, I can't wait till the end of October when Jacksonville shows up. Man, they, I wonder if they're going to ask us for ice baths again. <laughs> they're here at our season, uh, our final one of the season last year, and it was pretty nice out. I remember when that was one yeah, of the last exactly. But yeah, now yeah. it's going to be. Like, it'll, it'll, this weekend will be, be interesting for Tampa. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. So, the, the, any. Uh, <laughs> After so ours? Was ours, yeah. New York two, Fort Lauderdale zero. Yeah, that was yeah, kind of expected. So, yeah, playing at home for sure. And then that the one I mentioned earlier, Rail, Rail, and Carolina one one. One yeah. one. So now, out of all of those, what was the outcome? Well, we didn't bet on all those because we we oh, been away. We were here. We've been so away. These are really old. Oh, okay. But they so, still count. When yeah. it, when we <laughs> they still count standing. towards beverages. That's, yeah. that's correct. So and now, from what I understand, JP and I were zero and six. Yeah, on oh the pick. six, and you were two and four. Or two I got, and four. I got my two wins off draws, you know. So let that be a lesson to you. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I picked Tampa over uh, Fort Lauderdale, and you guys did not. Yes, that was a that was a big mistake yeah. for you guys. All right. Well, moving forward, do you want to take a break, or do you want to just uh, no, plow just, through this? Let's do it. All right. Let's so it. let's get into the week that's going to be. In the NASL. Okay, so we have a Wednesday night game, which is great for us as well. Uh, Tampa is away to Minnesota. Great. Great. Oh, wait, no, Tampa's hosting Minnesota. That's even better because then they've, got to, travel. then they've got to travel across the country to yeah. play us on the weekend. Humid to, yeah, they're going to freeze. Know rhymes with that. I know. They're going to absolutely freeze. When they get here on Friday, are they coming Friday? I actually don't know. Probably. Yeah, yeah. that would make sense. They, for them they won't leave the hotel Friday. Yeah. Because t- isn't uh, 
Isn't the weather forecast supposed to be rain and flurries on Friday? Can't hear you. I was saying rain and flurries on Friday. Yeah, I've heard that. Rain, yeah. <laughs> rain but I think it's going to be like uh, somewhat sunny and 11 on Sunday. But yeah. it's, it's, we're talking about Edmonton weather, and it's Tuesday. Trust me, things <laughs> I know, will change. Yeah. Things will change for I sure. I think they were, uh, I don't know if you guys caught that, I think they were just calling me. Yeah, they changed my name. Yeah, they my name. Little Spanish was going on there. All right, on Saturday then, Jacksonville is hosting Indy. Well, we didn't even make our picks. All right. So Tampa versus Minnesota. Let's go, Nielsen. James. Sorry. I got a text. Tampa hosting Minnesota. Tampa hosting Mini. Mini is just on a huge slide, so I think they'll continue that. One, one, nothing. Tampa. I'm calling draw. Draw. I am going to have to select Tampa. Draw. Next game. Next game, please. Next game is um, Jacksonville hosting Indy. Wow. I'm going to have to go. Did you say Indy? Yep. Oh, James, you're first. I'll say Indy uh, bounces back after the one against us, and I say they, they take a one nothing one. Wow, you're actually saying scores, too. He I'm, is. I'm not not, you to. don't need to commit to that. I'm not going to commit not. to that. I am going to say Indy as well, though. Although, you know what? Jacksonville's really good at home. Mm-hmm. You've, said your, you've said your Yeah, point. yeah, I have. I have. That's fine. Indy. I'll go with... Did they just win? No. I'll go with the draw in this one, folks. It's a draw. Uh, I'm going Jacksonville. I'm going Jacksonville. Yep. All right. It's not a bad shout. Next up. Especially after their gaffer getting uh, solidified. Uh, next up is uh, Carolina hosting Fort Lauderdale. Wow. Jimmy? Say a draw on this one. Going with a draw. I'm going to say Carolina. He's going with the Carolina win. Yeah. I will also take Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Jimmy could be in for nothing since he's probably not going to be here next yeah. week. Puerto Rico is hosting <laughs> Minnesota. What does that mean? Puerto Rico, Minnesota. Puerto Rico's hosting? Yep. Uh, they're on a positive. Uh, I'm going to go Puerto Rico. Oh, sorry, Jimmy. Your you're turn. Right. Yeah, go ahead, Jimmy. Go. Sorry. No, go for it. No, go for no, it, Jimmy. It's your pick, Jimmy. Let's not no. mess up the pot. Exactly. Here. I'll go with another draw. Another draw. <laughs> I'm going for Puerto Rico. Hmm. Lovely island of Puerto Rico the is lovely going to island. lose to wow. Minnesota. Draw. And the next match. Miami is hosting Rayo. Well, that's a tough one, too. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Make a pick. Jimmy, 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 I'll Jimmy. say Rayo. Rayo on the road. D-Dub. I'm going to say Miami. I as well am going to say Miami. Miami. And the next game would be... Sunday games, Ottawa is hosting New York. I'm going to have to... You know what? I'm going to... You're going to wait for Jimmy. I'm going to wait for Jimmy. (laughs) I'll say... uh, Yes, we're waiting. <laughs> what are you going to say? Anticipation is killing me here, Jimmy. I'll go with uh, with Ottawa. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, we're going to make some. That would help us. All right. Heat up. 
I'd like to say that. I'm going to go with a draw. Okay, even that would be nice. I unfortunately am going to go with New York. I'd rather see Ottawa, obviously. Ottawa. Okay, I love it, boys. I love it. Looking to make it interesting down the stretch. Down the stretch. And then Sunday? It's us hosting Tampa, so obviously we're all All of us are Tampa. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. All of us are Tampa? I never said all of us were Tampa. You just said that. I don't think you just said that. Well, I can edit it. Can we play it back, producer? (laughs) Sorry, there's no No playback of that. Everyone out there, uh, I might have said Tampa. (laughs) I I might not. I can move your arrow over. No, it's okay. Okay, Thank you. And and by the way, let's hope those arrows go away now that we scored two goals. eh? Is is that it for Sunday games, sir? Well, you know what? Uh, We've run out of games. That is our NASL wrap-up. Something's not going functionally well with my mouth at the moment. <laughs> oh, man. It's, I've, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to speak appropriately. Uh, has anybody got any little tidbits they want to throw out there? Anything uh, soccer I'm put away the arrows. Put away the arrows. That's my tidbit for the day. Well, the guys will hear this on Friday, hopefully. Uh, I, or, got, or uh, I scored Leaf, Leafs versus Oilers tickets. Another That's, good soccer. Uh, and we're looking for two more. It would, yeah, uh, so it would put me in a really good yeah. place at home if uh, someone came up with two more yeah. tickets. I read to a grade 5 class today. That's my tidbit. Nice. You read to a grade 5 or class? Or did they read yeah. to you, Jimmy? No. Uh, I, well, they might not have been grade 5. Well, grade I four. Ju- all I know is that form is not on the reader's list there at that school. So uh, I don't know what you were uh, reading. I read to a grade 11 class today. <laughs> yes. That's what it's all about. And on that lovely note... Rabbit Radio shall end here for yet another week. Uh, We are the official podcast of FC Edmonton, having a bunch of fun here at the First Round Sports Restaurant. Hey, if you've got any comments, any questions, anything you'd like to uh, ask us or or want us to talk about, please feel free to to tweet us. Um, you You can ask the questions via our Facebook page. Uh, anything would be great. So, so feel free to fire away. All right. Um, for JP, for Andreas, and for James, thanks for listening, everybody. This is Rabbit Radio signing out for yet another a week. See ya. Go ahead. Listening to Rabbit Radio, the official podcast of FC Edmonton.